Hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Big Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we thank you for being part of our program here with Lamb Lion Ministries. Our program today, we have titled it Back in the Land, as we look at Ezekiel chapter 36. So we want to encourage you to stay tuned to today's program. If you're following us on social media or pray.com or any other media device, we'd love for you to be able to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us as well. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you again that we could come and study your word. An exciting passage, Ezekiel 36, a passage that's coming to fruition as the prophecy comes alive in our day and age. So, Lord, help us unpack it, help us understand it, and help us understand you better. We thank you, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you turn to the truth to set three Bible prophecy edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. The title again for today's program is that of Back in the Land as we look at Ezekiel chapter 36. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nate, it's great to have you on and welcome back. Hey, brother. Great to be on with you another week and an exciting passage. I, boy, I sure hope pe people have been following through uh, and following us uh, as we go through the book of Ezekiel. We're up to chapter 30, whoa, what are we up to now? 36. So if you've been following us uh, that long, kudos to you. Uh, I would pat you on the back if you were here because that is exciting. And folks, if you want to catch up on all the different podcasts that we've been doing, not just the Ezekiel series, but Vic and I have been doing The Truth Will Set You Free since 2010. We have series on Revelation, all the major prophets, the minor prophets, First and Second Thessalonian, Jude, Revelation, you name it. Uh, we've probably done it. Maybe we haven't done Song of Solomon yet, but that's not really prophetic. Uh, go to our website at ChristinProphecy.org. Uh, go under podcasts, and you can find them all listed there. If you're signed up with Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, if you're on Pray.com, if you're on Spotify, or you just like to connect by RSS feed, all that information is right there as well. So uh, Vic and I, we welcome you to our program. And if you'd like to catch up and see other, and I don't know if you're going to catch up from 2010, that'd be impressive, but you can do it all through ChristinProphecy.org. Well, Nathan, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it is, it's been exciting. And uh, every time you and I uh, uh, tackle a book uh, or certain area, it just gets exciting. And the Lord just begins to reveal so much things that even you and I go, man, I didn't know that was there. And you and I have been studying the Bible for a long time. So it's really nice, right, Nathan, when we see the Holy Spirit revealing to us scripture and then we can impart others with that. And that's the beauty of reading the Bible. You can read the Bible over and over and over and over again. Passages that, you know, you and I are, you know, people, we're in our 50s, or I'm almost 50, and uh, yet for 50 years, because ever since a little child, and there's still things that come out, and that's the Holy Spirit working. The Bible says that we will always be pursuing the knowledge of the Lord because he is infinite, and so if, if we haven't even plumbed all the depths of his word, how much more so when we're standing face to face with our eternal creator, are we going to learn and grow from him? Brother, that's exciting. 
Oh, it is, Nathan. And and the exciting thing is that now you and I have began to dig in and uncover chapter 36, which is a chapter that um, I, I love the way you always give us a little bit of the background and you and you'll do that in a, in a minute or so. But in one of our previous program, we, we titled it a Blessed Israel. And we began there to talk about the transition, begin the work that God is now to be going to begin to do with the nation of Israel in comparison to the previous chapters of Ezekiel 35 and before, where it was talking about those nations that were coming against Israel. But moving forward, Nathan, if individuals were able to hang on and stay with us for our next episodes as we travel to, through chapter 36 and on, they're going to be very excited and they're going to learn so much. Because most of this we see, Nathan, is actually unraveling right before our eyes as we talk about Israel becoming a nation. And it's very applicable to us than what we were reading that maybe applied for something that was over 2,500 years ago. So I think people will be able to connect more with these next episodes as we move forward in Ezekiel chapter 36. Would you agree? Oh, excellent point. Uh, my buddy Gary at, at my home church, yeah. Uh, he listens to the podcast, and a few months ago, he was like, ah, when are we going to get to the good stuff? In other words, get past the history, and well, we're past the history. 36 and 37 is contains prophecies for the here and now, and that, of course, means that 38 and 39 is a prophecy about the future, and then when we get through 40 through 48, that's a prophecy about the millennial kingdom. So we're leaving history behind. I love history. I don't want to denigrate what we've studied, but... You know, here we're reading a, a prophecies given to us 2,500 years ago that are happening in this day and age. Now, there is no other religious text in the world that has genuine, fulfilled, specific Bible prophecies. Therefore, we know that the Bible is indeed the Word of God. Nathan, and that is why we love the Bible. We take it literally and uh, we allow the Holy Spirit to unravel it for us. We love to teach it in a chapter by chapter, verse by verse manner. So we make sure we don't skip over anything and that we're able to cover everything that we read in his word. So that's why we want to invite you right now. If you have your Bibles, open it with us. Follow along with us as we journey through Ezekiel chapter 36. And Nathan, in chapter 36, we already covered some fascinating things in the previous chapters, as we also noted how God is for his people. Yeah, I mean, we're to the point where the Jewish people, because they continually disobeyed God, the prophecy that Moses gave hundreds of years earlier came true. God would exile them from the land for a period of time. He actually did it for 70 years, one year for every... Um, uh, year of Jubilee that they had missed, and uh, that's every 50th year. And so when you add it all up, it was ended up being 70 years that the Jewish people would be exiled from land, but they would come back. Now, this prophecy would be that the people who were left in the land would take over the land and turn it into a desolation. Well, that didn't quite happen at the first exile, because even though most of the land looked like you know, uh, if you go to Damascus today, you know, all the, the civil war has leveled most of Damascus, but uh, Israel was pretty much in ruins. But the people that the Babylonians and the Medo-Persians had brought to live into the land had intermarried with what Jews were left over, and they became what are known as the Samaritans from the land of Samaria, the area of Samaria and what is uh, Israel today. And the Samaritans, you read all the way in, in the stories of the Gospels, where Jesus and the people were dealing with the Samaritans. Uh, especially Nehemiah and Ezra dealt with the Samaritans pushing back. They didn't want the Jewish people to come back. And uh, 
So they didn't quite leave the land totally desolate. But we know when the Romans came and destroyed Israel in 70 AD and cast the people to the winds, that they ate up all the productivity of the land, chopped down all the trees for their seeds. They turned the place into a desert. And after they moved the Jewish people out, almost nobody lived in the land of Israel. Matter of fact, Mark Twain in Innocence Abroad, great book, he said that he went for three days through the land of Israel and didn't see one other person. It was that desolate. So the Lord says here in the passage we just read that the land will be turned desolate by the people that hate the Jewish people. And they will claim it for themselves, the descendants of Edom, who some prophecy teachers believe the descendants of Edom are the modern day Palestinians today. If that's the case, then we are reading a passage that happened in the here and now that foreigners would take over the land until the day where the Lord would bring the Jewish people back to restore the land to agricultural beauty today. Now, Vic, you've been Israel. I've been Israel. Uh, it's not a desolate wasteland anymore, is it? Oh, no, Nathan. As a matter of fact, it's an amazing place. I mean, literally, when you go there, you just fall in love with it and you just want to keep coming back because it's so much beauty. Uh, and, and it's just the way that that, 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 that small nation is blossoming. It, it, you see prophecy being fulfilled uh, just in every area. The beaches are beautiful. The buildings, the food is fantastic. And, and just you can really find almost anything uh, over there in Israel right now in comparison to, uh, I mean, how when you when you were when you read back in the Bible, uh, there was nothing there. And and now to see this right before our eyes and be able to travel there and enjoy it, it's really amazing, Nathan. It is. It is. Uh, one of the prophecies would be that the land would be desolate. Uh, while the Jewish people were out of the land, God's blessing would go off the land and the land would become like a desert. And that's exactly what happened for hundreds under the Ottoman Empire. There's a handful of Syrians who lived in that what the Romans renamed Palestine, that area of the land. But it wasn't until the Jewish people came back and restored the land that the Arabs grew jealous and started sending people. As a matter of fact, 1948, when Israel declared itself a nation, uh, the surrounding Arab countries sent people in. They said, hey, we're going to destroy and kick the Jewish people off, and you're going to settle the land that they've restored. And God miraculously allowed the Jewish people to survive the attack and those people that remained that were trying to take the land from the Jewish people became what are known as the Palestinians today, which wasn't even a title. Yasser Arafat gave it to them in the 70s. And uh, the Arab people today keep the Palestinians 75 years in refugee camps. I mean, who's heard of being in a refugee camp for three generations as political pawns against the Jewish people? And I say this because we just read a prophecy earlier in chapter 36 that says that the, the, the people that are trying to take the land are claiming it for themselves. They're claiming God's land as their own. And that's exactly what we hear the Palestinian people do today. And Nathan, this is where people need to be very careful. And, and, and there's dangers to trying to uh, divide up God's land or take as property what God has already promised his people. Because we're going to see clearly here in Ezekiel chapter 36 in these following verses how God will personally step into time and protect his people. God is for his people. He will protect them and he is there for them today as he was for this nation uh, thousands of years ago. And as we pick it up in Ezekiel chapter 36, the verses 13 through 15, 
we will clearly see God's personal protection, God's personal bodyguard, if you will, when it comes to his people and his nation and fulfilling his prophet, his promises. So, Nate, will you be able to take us there through verses 13 through 15 of Ezekiel 36? Uh, and we are in the New King James Bible for people who want to follow along with us. All right. Picking up the New King James Bible. All right. Thus says the Lord God, because you, they say to you, you devour men and bereave your nation of children. Therefore, you shall devour men no more, nor bereave your nation anymore, says the Lord God. Nor will I let you hear the taunts of the nations anymore, nor bear the reproach of the peoples anymore, nor shall you cause your nation to stumble anymore, says the Lord God. Nathan, I love that personal touch there in verse 15, where God himself says, God himself says nor will I let you. And, and it's just amazing to see this relationship that God has with his people, much like God promises for us to come to Christ, how we're going to have this personal relationship with him, and God will personally be there to protect us. He says, nor will I let you. And I just see the heart of a parent there, the heart of a father or a mother protecting their children. I will not let anything happen to you. Nathan, you have wonderful kids. I have wonderful children. And we'll step in at any time if harm is going to come to any of them. And we will not allow that as long as there's breath in us. And God is pretty much saying the same thing here for his nation. Absolutely. It's an amazing passage because as a parent, you don't want to bully beating up your kid, right? Well, here we got all these nations around Israel who were constantly beating them up. And, and when the Babylonians came and exiled them out of uh, Jerusalem, uh, the Edomites, the, the Esau, the relatives, the cousins of the Jewish people were celebrating. They thought it was a great thing. And we see it today in the news. Every time uh, someone kills themselves or commits a terrorist attack against the Jewish people, the Palestinians celebrate. They throw a party. They call them a hero. Uh, some are even paid reward money for for giving their lives to just to kill a Jewish person. Isn't that awful? And so what we see in the news today is what history revived. It's the same scenario that we're seeing all throughout Israel's Old Testament history as the nations around them hated them. And what do we see today? The nations around hate them. And it's satanic. Let's call it what it is because the Lord God is behind them. Even when they sin, the Lord is their God. He is in charge of the land, and his will be done. And Satan hates that, and he uses people. He foments their hatred to constantly try to attack them in the hope of destroying the Jewish people. Uh, we've had quite a number of people on our television show, Christ and Prophecy, Messianic Jews like Baruch Korman and Olivier Melnick and others, who have, who have revealed how much anti-Semitism, the hatred of the Jewish people, is rising in our day and age. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And when we get to chapter 38 and 39, we'll see the culmination of that. But right now we're, we're seeing that the Lord is saying, I will not let the nations taunt you anymore. Now, we live in a time period where the nations and the people hate the Jewish people and taunt them all the time. So this prophecy hasn't yet come true, but the Lord's working on it. Nathan, and that's a good point. You know, one of the, the, the thing that we want individuals to recognize here is that God will protect his people. God will oftentimes step into time, if you will, and interrupt the enemy's plan, much like what happened in 1967, 1973. We see God stepping in time and protecting his people. And we believe in the near future. God is going to do that once again. Nathan, it reminds me of Psalm chapter 91. 
uh, Psalm chapter 91, uh, verses 1 through 8, it, uh, and the whole uh, Psalm 91 is one that is oftentimes used by military personnel and law enforcement uh, to show God's hand of protection over individuals. But it's so clear how Psalm 91 is so applicable to the nation of Israel. Would you be able to go with me there, Nathan, to uh, uh, Psalm 91? I'll read verses 1 through 4. Maybe you can read verses 5 through 8 in case someone doesn't have a Bible so they can see God's protection over his people. Excellent passage. Yeah, let's do it. And then we notice there uh, Psalm 91 verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snares of the fowler and from the pestil from the perilous pestilence. Verse four, he shall cover you with his uh, feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be in your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terrors by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Well, Nathan, and we see what an amazing passage uh, that unfolds for us again as we look at Ezekiel 36 and where the Lord says, no, will I let your heart uh, the heart, the taunts uh, of the nations anymore. And it, it's just a wonderful passage there, how God will continue to protect his people, Israel. And likewise, how God's protection is upon us who have trusted in the Lord. There are so many prophecies that prophesy a time period when the Jewish people will be esteemed in the world. Now, that's called the millennial kingdom or where Jesus Christ rules and reigns over this earth from Jerusalem. The Jewish people who are saved, of course, this is they're, they're no longer in rebellion anymore. The saved Jewish people will become a priestly people that will serve the Lord. And we read how 10 Gentiles will grab the, the sleeve of a Jewish person and say, hey, you know Jesus Christ, take us to him. And they, they will no longer be hated anymore. The Jewish people will be celebrating the world. And brother, that's, that's a wonderful thing. We, we don't live in that time period. The world hates Israel, the UN exists to do nothing more than make resolutions against Israel all the time. If Israel laid down their weapons, the Arabs would march in and wipe them up, kill them all within days. And there's just say again the satanic hatred of Jewish people. But the Lord promises there will be a day where they will no longer be a reproach of the nations. The world won't covet their land, what little land they have. Uh, they will be a blessing to the world. And that's that's hard to believe in our day and age, but that will come true. Well, Nathan, and like so many other prophecies that God prophesied would happen, that is going to come true. And we bank on that. Again, for those of you that just tuned into our program, you're tuned into our Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we're talking about the nation of Israel in a message titled Back in the Land, looking at Ezekiel chapter 36. How God will be there to protect his people. And uh, again, Nathan is really an amazing passage. But Nathan, more exciting than that, again, for those individuals that don't believe in Bible prophecy, we're going to show them clearly. Again, here's a group of people, a nation of people that have been scattered throughout the world. 
And never in history have we seen a miracle like we see occur during our time. In chapter 36, verses 16 through 21, right now in the book of Ezekiel, just begin to unravel that in an amazing way. Nate, will you be able to take us there to chapter 36 and read for us verses 16 through 21, as this is one of those passages that really begins to open up prophecy in an amazing way? Yeah, you could, you could, as you read it, you can hear the Lord get more and more passionate about what he's saying. He says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, Ezekiel, saying, son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own ways and deeds. To me, their way was like the uncleanliness of a woman in her customary impurity. In other words, her time of the month. Therefore, I poured out my fury on them for the blood that they had shed on the land and for the idols with which they had defiled it. So I scattered them among the nations, and they were dispersed throughout the countries. I judged them according to their ways and their deeds. And when they came to the nations, wherever they went, they profaned my holy name. When they said of them, these are the people of the Lord, and yet they had gone out of his land. But I had concern for my holy name, which the house of the Lord had profaned among the nations, wherever they went. Nathan, in verse 21, you know, uh, uh, the word there is concern. In other words, God is going to protect his reputation the way that people see God. And we notice that he explains to us why they were scattered on the first place. They turned their backs on God. They profaned the name of God. They did whatever they wanted. Uh, and, and God says, out of concern, I'm going to have to discipline you. Now, Nathan, we need to fast forward also a few thousand years because you and I visited Israel uh, a few years ago. But sad enough, Nathan, there seems to be also ha something happening in Israel even during this time that is similar to what was happening back in the days. Not all the Jewish people are necessarily God-fearing uh, and, and, and following the, the ways of the Lord. As a matter of fact, we saw a lot of carnality uh, when we went to Israel, and it's a sad state for the nation to be in, even right now as well. Yes, so the Lord promised that he would regather the Jewish people from the four corners of the world. And that's been happening since the late uh, 1900s, but, uh, or excuse me, I should say the late 1800s, more during the 1900s. But uh, we had, uh, again, Dr. Baruch Corman on our program recently, and he said something that surprised me is that a number of years ago, I, was, I, I heard statistics from Jewish people in Israel that 75% of the Jewish people were secular humanists, no faith in God whatsoever, no belief in God, and only 25% were religious. But as, as Jewish people have been making Aliyah back to Israel more and more in masses, that number has changed. Now it's 60% have no faith in God, but 40% do. So 40% of the country now believes in God, whether they believe in Jesus as their Savior or not, that's that's beside the point. But uh, there is a growing belief in God again in Israel. And that's extremely important because the Lord does things not only just because of his love for us, but like you said in verse 21, I had concern for my holy name. You'll see this again in chapter 38 and 39, where this giant battle will come to Israel and God will step in and defeat Israel's enemies. Why? Because of his holy name. Again and again and again, the Lord doesn't want his name profaned. And he will step into history and change things and intervene so that his name will not be blemished. The Jewish people were blemishing his name. And so he kicked them out of the land. The church 
today in its liberalness is blemishing the name of Christ. And we're growing weaker and weaker and weaker until eventually he'll just take the righteous home to be with him in the rapture. Uh, the Lord always protects his name. And so you can always guarantee he will step up to protect his name and those he loves. Nate, and that's an excellent point. And not only that, but also in our country, in America, we need to be very careful because many have also profaned his name. And we see the decline of America as a superpower. It's sad to say that. But when we look back at our roots, that's not how we started. Look where we are today, Nathan. And people, I mean, every, every, everywhere you turn, you hear people swear words of blasphemy in the name of the Lord. Uh, and, and it's really a sad state. And the Bible says, you know what? That's part of why God disciplined the nation of Israel. And that's part of why God is going to discipline and will continue to discipline America. So we, we need to learn from history's past to what's going on in the present. Right, Nathan? Absolutely. And that's what history is all for. It's for teaching us lessons. Israel is one giant object lesson to teach the individuals and corporate about what sin is and how God responds to sin and what we can do to restore. If you want an even bigger picture, go back to Adam and Eve, where God walked and talked and had fellowship with them in perfect harmony. All of human history is to get us back into that perfect relationship again where the Lord in the eternal state will walk and talk and have fellowship with a purified, holy people once more. That's where history is going. Evil can't possibly win. It can never stand up against God because, verse 21, his holy name, holy, perfect, and pure. That's what he's turning the world back into. Oh, Nathan, what a beautiful passage. And, and I just love where we're going with this because it, it's, it's an encouraging passage for anyone that's tuning into a program. Maybe you have recognized that you, in a sense, like the nation of Israel, have somewhat turned your back on God. Maybe you were a Christian and now you find yourself more like a carnal Christian and uh, uh, you come to recognize that that's not the way uh, to live. That's not the way to go. And you feel a tug in your heart to repent and turn around. Let me tell you, that is a good sign because it shows that God loves you and God has a plan for your life. And that's, that's why we want to give people an opportunity. Maybe you backslid as a believer. Maybe you find yourself more in rebellion with God. Uh, uh, or maybe you, you, you've never come to know God personally, but you feel at this present time that you want to start the relationship with him. That's the wonderful thing. Israel messed up in all areas and all accounts, but yet God said, I will not give up on you. In the same way today, God does not give up on you either, no matter what you have done. The Bible is clear that when you confess your sins, the Lord is faithful to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness, according to 1 John uh, chapter 1. And there's still an opportunity for you to enter in to the wonderful promises of the Lord, if you so choose so to do so right now. Uh, and Nathan, and you and I will always love to be able to close a program by giving people an opportunity to come to Christ and to repent and to turn from their sin so that they can see the wonderful plan that God has in store for them. But Nate, in case there's someone out there who's kind of struggling with this and, uh, and, 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 and feels a tug of God, but they don't know how to start the relationship with the Lord, what will be a first step and how can they enter into that? Ooh, that's a good point. The Holy Spirit, the third person of, of the Trinity, is tugging on your heart. I remember as a kid feeling that, that what is that tug? The Lord is pulling you towards him and he's, he's calling out to you to repent of your sins, to turn to him in repentance and to uh, make him the savior of your life. And you could do that 
Uh, look at John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So ask yourself, do you believe that? If so, turn to the Lord in faith. Pray something from your heart, like, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've been in rebellion against you. I surrender. Please forgive me. I want you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus Christ will forgive your sins. He will wash your guilt away, and you will inherit eternal life with him. You will be a child of God. Praise the Lord, Nathan. Thank you so much for sharing that. Hey, and if you truly pray that prayer and repent it and turn to the Lord and ask him to invite to come into your heart, we would love to hear from you. We love to rejoice. We love good news. You can reach out for us here at ChristInProphecy.org. You can call or text us at 305-992-9537. Let us know that you started that wonderful journey, that relationship with the Lord. We'd love to give you a Bible and a Bible study guide so that you can grow in your relationship with him. And we want to congratulate you for the amazing decision that you just made. And Nathan, that's what this is all about, right? This programs that we do is so that people can see how much God loves them and so they can start that journey with him. That's what we're studying in the Bible. We might be studying Ezekiel, but we're really about studying about God and his love, aren't we? Absolutely. And we thank you all for being part of today's program. Nathan, we ran out of this segment of today's program, but we're so thankful for those that tune in. Again, we thank you for being part of the program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a wonderful week.